Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We ask and we say there is illumination. The eyes of our understanding is enlightened. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. Everyone can behold you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified as we are edified in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Um, let's continue. Bible Hermeneutics. Um, I think this is section six. Okay. <clears throat> we said um, the Bible is a piece of literature. And uh, it means that that, what is, that which is written, uh, that is, it is written to be read and interpreted. That is, um, the scriptures are written to be read and interpreted. So, that, that would mean that we have to understand uh, the writings of the scriptures. And the writings of the scriptures would mean that, uh, don't forget, it was written, like I told us in series one, um, the scriptures wasn't written in in English. It was written in Greek, Hebrew, then translated into English, right? And uh, it, so that shows that now with English, it's going to comprise of so many grammars, um, figures of speech, hyperbole, simile, sarcasms, uh, all of those um, grammatical expressions in our everyday life. Um, and those things need to be interpreted in our world today. So, we, so the Bible preacher or the Bible student is faced with a challenge. I'll call it a challenge that we have quite some work to do with the scriptures. The scriptures are not, and like I said, the scriptures are not as English as we think. Um, and I told you about how much I'm weary about translations um, because translations is an interpretation on its own. Um, it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm weary about those things. Just like, I'm sorry to say, just like I, I saw a Bible one time, they call it the deliverance Bible about a particular ministry. Then they link certain scriptures and all of those things and make it a deliverance. That is, <laughs> that, that is the height of misinterpretation of scripture. So imagine all I'm reading in the Bible is how the devil is tormenting my soul. I need deliverance from these issues. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay, we stopped at Christology, right? And um, we said that all the 39 books of the Bible are written to call people to believe. There are different phrases in all of the 39 books. You know, where, where's the 39 books? Old Testament, right? I, I'm, I'm going to, as we progress in Bible study, I'm going to change that phrase, Old Testament, because no writer of the scripture use the word Old Testament, but I think it's still too early as a church or as a, or as, as a fact that we are going to change that word now. So we'll, I'll give you some times, I'll give you some years, but as we grow in Bible study, I'm going to change that word Old Testament we, 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 because it is an, so look at the interpretation now, it's the interpretation that made them call it Old Testament. Because that's not an Old Testament. Jesus didn't call it Old Testament. Paul didn't call it Old Testament. No writer of the, no writer of the supposedly called New Testament called it Old Testament. We are just the one who are giving it Old Testament. So what is hold about it? So now that has now because of that interpretation, that has now given us another work to to embark on and a journey to embark on. Because now we have to now study what is Old Testament. What really is the Old Testament? What really is the Old Covenant? What really is the New Covenant? Are you seeing it? That has that because of what that mindset now in the eyes of people. Because now, in your mindset, somewhere in your mindset now, you are going to look at the thirty-nine books and say, Old Testament, Old Covenant, everything is done. We are now in the New Covenant, in the life of the Epistles. 
No. We just studied Legend Belight recently. Was that, was, does that sound like Old Testament? No. We still, it's still today. Are you saying it's still, it's still applicable today? And it's going to be applicable forever. So that's not Old Testament. So that so 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 the the more the more so let me tell you something about Bible right. The more we grow in the body of Christ, see I tell you, but in in couple of years to come, I believe that Revelation only will flood many denominations, and that's why we are putting God's word out. We are we are trying to teach a lot of people. A lot of people have to get it. A lot of people have to understand, and it's going to make sense to people as the years go by that this Old Testament, New Testament is uh, God's word and we, we must have the entire, uh, we, must have, we must understand the entire book. So I said that, um, so I said that uh, the teacher of God's word ought to endeavor to communicate the Old Testament narratives with a view for them to believe in the truth embedded in them and uh, so his work is our work as a Bible teacher, which I believe all of us are in this church, we are Bible teachers, is to eventually bridge the gap between the Old Testament and the New Testament writings. So I believe as we keep progressing, that's why if you notice in our studies recently, I'll take you first to the Old I think I started that in Supernatural Life, where I, where I first where I took you to the Old Testament, brought you back to the New Testament of other teachings, take you back. So that's how we keep doing it as as we grow now. If you notice presently now in church, we're in the New Testament, maybe later on we'll go back to the Old Testament. You get what I'm saying? Just so that you can embrace the entire truth of the scriptures as one and not just uh not just okay. There's a section of the Bible. I, I don't want you to grow up like the way I understood the scriptures uh, because it's still giving me problem even till today that there's I, I so much and let me say let me use the word I so much I've so much soaked myself in with the epistles the New Testament that I've read it countless times and I'm still going to read it over and over and over again that. Anytime I'm still reading the Old Testament today, I'm still struggling. I'm, I'm telling you my own personal story. I'm still struggling. Ah, 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 ah. So you mean, so you mean, so you mean, so you mean. I'm still doing the so you mean in my head. Eh? Wow, sometimes I have to go over it again. Sometimes, I, I, these days now, I no longer, unlike before, I can easily finish a, stu- a personal study within a day. Now, to finish a study can take me weeks. To finish one, just one study can take me days, weeks, because of the contradictions in my own mind of, okay, so you, so this is not this, this is this, then I have to check it again, I have to see the intertextual corroborations, I have to see, okay, how this works, I have to see, so it's just giving me a whole lot, and that's because we, we, we took our time strongly on the New Testament in a very faint way to make us feel like uh, when we want to explain the Old Testament, I say, check the New Testament, check the epistles, what the Paul say. What <laughs> you know, somebody in this church accused me one time and said, uh, you're always on Paul. You the way you are defending Paul too much. I said, ah, it's one of these uh, say, ah. And I said, and I said, okay. And you know the, I, I know what I told him. I said, I knew this question was going to come someday. And I said, do you notice that in our recent series, we've not really talked about Paul? 
He was like, yes, I noticed it too. And I said, but are we safe? So he goes, what? He said, yes. And I said, but do we we'll still end up in poor? <laughs> I said, but do we we'll still end up in poor? I said, said we we'll still end up in poor. So uh, he accused me. He said, it does, the problem he has is that he, we were just talking about Paul like he's the only one. I said, Paul is not the only one in the Bible. I said, but we we'll still eventually end up with Paul. You know, look at something I did with Lady Be Light series. I first took off for almost five sections on purely the Old Testament. I didn't even show us Paul. But do you know where we now ended up? In section 8, we ended up in Paul. <laughs> I don't know if you notice what we did. We now ended up section, in the last section, we ended up in Paul. We finished the series with Paul. <laughs> but if you read, if you so now that would mean that a good student now will listen to that legend with light and take it from the beginning and see that I was not trying to defend Paul, but I was teaching the scripture. So that's why I used to defend myself with that guy. I said, see guy. So no, okay. If, if you say I won't talk about Paul, which I don't believe I will not, how do you expect me to explain the gift of the Spirit without Paul? Tell me. How do you expect me to explain 1 Corinthians 14 without Paul? How do you expect me to explain um, Revelation gifts? Uh, it's the only one that told us there's a gift of, uh, to another he gave, he gave one gift of healing, to another he gave one of, How do you expect me to explain it without mentioning Paul? How? So we are just mischievous. Somebody told me one time, he said, everything is all poor, 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 poor. Can't you trace Jesus? I said, Paul's preached Jesus now. Can't you just be Jesus? <laughs> so there's that issue within ourselves. That's why if you notice, when I first started, I think when I I think when I taught you guys that series fighting the war, some of you were looking at the scriptures strangely like, hmm. No, I, I was listening to Supernatural Life today. I've been listening to it. Uh it's since early in the morning and i've just been here i noticed that in section two you guys had a lot of issues when i started saying this person is born of the spirit you people just kept saying hmm and i kept saying okay let's do another one till we did almost like five six examples till he stuck i said okay you got it i was like oh wow i was listening to it this morning i was like oh wow this is the problem of this is the problem i did not want it to happen in our church so thank god we are in this journey of understanding the Old Testament and the New Testament all at once. So it's a personal challenge I'm trying to do. Uh, I would have, if you notice all true, I think the only time I taught Genesis was 2018. When I was touching you guys understanding Genesis, Old Testament, I did a short look on the Pharaoh of God. Uh, I, I did a short look on Pharaoh. I did a short look on the wrath of God. I did uh, some contradictions like that. But I really never really... Um, addressed issues um on the old testament like that i was always telling you don't worry don't worry <laughs> the epistles don't worry paul don't worry look at jesus don't worry they will just be using this title reference the old testament is possible so no we are back on pure theology and bible study and that's what we're going to do for life we're going to i want you to learn to appreciate the old bible as one such that when you read it, my, my personal desire is that next year, if you want to do, next year, if you want to do like all this Bible challenge of reading your entire Bible all through, my, my, my personal, my personal deliberacy is that with the kind of work I would do this year, by the time you are reading Genesis to Revelations, 
maybe if you want to do um, reading your Bible next year, you just look at it and like, now nah, I get it. Do you notice that even even in supplication, I talked about Ezra. I talked about uh, uh, we, we've been going through texts this year. I don't know if you noticed. We've just been going through quite some texts this year on the scriptures, and we're going to do a lot of a lot more. Just like even in supplication and prayer, I showed you Zephaniah, our guy, the glory of the later house, where it connects even from Ezra, where they've been saying that the glory of the later house shall be. In fact, I, in fact, I, I don't worry. I'm going to. So I'm thinking we will probably do a book study, um, maybe maybe like Jonah. Maybe we'll do like the study of Jonah, the book study of Jonah as a series. Like, okay, let's look at it together. And I remember me and my friend, we used to take up a challenge last year. I don't know why we've not done it this year. I think I need to talk to the guys. Say, ah, how far? We've not, we used to pick up a challenge. We take like an Old Testament book and we'll just be like, ah, Okay, let's study. Don't listen to any material. Don't do anything. Let's pick it up with our knowledge and let's dismantle it. Then we'll be on the call for hours. And we start unraveling. Okay, so what did this test mean? We'll read the test a like 10 times. We'll do wake up. We're like, ah, okay, what does this mean? Then we'll do research, do research, do research. Like, yes, we got this thing. That's so sweet. You know, I, it's, it's just a, it just opens up your mind. I expect that many of you should pick up your Bibles, read it, challenge yourselves that way. I just say, okay, with the understanding that I've learned in Bible hypnotics, let me see how I can apply all this intertextual corroboration with all my knowledge. Okay, somebody love, for God so love. Okay, love, okay, okay. And you're just looking at it. I've always told people, this is how I tell them, if you don't understand a text, take out that text, read the other passage, then come back to that text. You will get it. It's that simple. You need to learn how to read. So, anyway, that's not... That's not, I, 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 uh, we still have a lot of things to do. I don't want to... Alright, look at Christology. We said Christology um, from the Encyclopedia Britannica. The Thames uh, is a part of theology that is concerned about the nature and the work of Jesus. And there's something in the... Um, there's Christology, there's Soteriology... There's pneumatology, there's eschatology, there is um, um, uh, pneumatology, there is um, theology. Theology is the study of God. So this is Christology, and Christology is, according to Encyclopedia Britannica, um, is concerned with the nature and the work of Jesus, including such matters as the incarnation, the resurrection, his human and divine nature, as well as their relationships. And uh, we, we, we looked at some references in Daniel 9, verse 25 to 26. I think we said that, we saw that, right? In Daniel 9, 25 to 26, where we saw the Messiah, and we said the Messiah is from the Hebrew work, Mashiach. Let me, let me spell it for you. M uh, M E S H I Y C H M A S H I Y A C H Mashiach, which implies a deliverer, anointed or consecrated person. In other words, God was going to deliver by a Messiah, and which explains the concept of Christology. It explains the concept of Christology. Uh, Messiah, it implies deliverer, anointed one, and consecrated person. In other words, like I said, God was going to deliver 
by a Messiah, which explains a concept of Christology. So the Messiah is a major unifier in the writings, which lay the foundation of Christology. So using that term Messiah, when you see that word Messiah, you see that word the Latin, I think the Old Testament and the Fogos, you know, now that I'm saying to you, now, see, because of the way I study, anytime I'm, using, anytime I'm teaching and I'm seeing the Old Testament, I feel like I'm sinning. I'm feeling like, okay, I'm just under a permissive will of God. I shouldn't be calling this Old Testament. But don't worry, we're, we're, we're going to get there someday. We'll have to change our vocabularies of many things. So we say, ha, why? <laughs> we have to grow. Are you getting what I'm saying? Our knowledge of God's word. So because it, it's, how I many of you noticed that with the kind of knowledge you are receiving, you are able to answer people's questions gradually. How I many of you have seen that? That is, that's our work. That's our work. That's our purpose for living. Just like I taught us in supernatural life. Maybe, maybe why I'm talking about supernatural life is because I still listen to it this morning. Uh, is that's why we're born. That's what that's what that's what out of our calling in ministry, that we are to help people and to understand what they are going to do. So theology, like I said, theology, theology, which means when we say theology now, theology is the study of God and. Uh, it's, so when we say theology now, it's the study of God, and it is compressed, theology is compressed into Christology with detail. So we, say, so we can say theology compressed into Christology, Christology, and, uh, and so when we say theology, so that means the study of God is compressed into the study of Christ, and... Um, with details about the Messiah, Messiah will mean Christ, that is the need for a savior, how he does it, when he does it, to whom he does it for. And this fact straddles the 39 books of the Old Testament narrative. So you can readily read the Old Testament and see <clears throat> the fact that we need a savior. We can see the fact of how he does it. There's something I'm going to teach us in Forgiveness of Sin series too. We have quite a lot of things to study. Probably, let me tell you something. The remaining part of this year, we're going to do a lot of Bible study. You should get ready for that. So just be expecting a lot of series because I'm looking at, I'm looking at what we're doing and I feel like we're not up to... Uh, so we're going to do Forgiveness of Sin series too. One of the things we want to look at for you, I've been saying is how does God forgive sins? How it does it. You know, I, I thought I was in this gospel series one and I said uh, the introductory part and I said that uh, we, we looked at the blood of Jesus. I would say the blood is not, I plead the blood of Jesus over your body. <laughs> I I blew the blood on you. I washed the blood over your food. I plead the blood of Jesus in my in my food. I plead the blood of Jesus in my kitchen, in my city. No, no, no. We, we, we spoke, I would say the blood means the spirit, right? I don't know if you remember that. I've not seen anybody. I think I've not seen anybody on your report listen to this gospel in a long. I think the only person that has been listening, I think, is probably more or something. That's the only. But none of you, the only thing is supplication and prayer. Uh, <laughs> a good or bad soldier. Uh, yeah, be healed. Uh, that yeah, be healed. Almost everybody have heard it like one million times now. Yeah, yeah, be healed is the is the most listing now. In the last seven days, imagine that's the that's the algorithm right now. It, it and it just came out on Tuesday. Is the most listened. Yeah, yeah, be healed. Supplication in prayer and dominion. Those three are the most listened in the last couple of days. I, I checked the algorithm just yesterday. I was like, ah, so nobody's hearing anything again. Yeah, be healed. 
revelation gift. And the revelation gift is not even complete. Revelation gift is not even yet complete. The revelation gift is not yet complete online. But that track one track two. Some some babayazu, everything, everybody have edits, ultras gift, the little those are the things. But when it's a man saved, nobody has heard that one in a long time. Um, um, character of God. Mm. See that? See what was that with the character of God? Mm. <laughs> character of God. Nobody even knows that that place is the Bible will not see this one. Mm. Bible will not see this two travels. Mm. But fight a call to fight. Almost every day, everybody hear that one. That's the, that's the top track. That's the top track. I think... The, I think I a call to fight. Uh, a call to fight is there. Uh, the, almost as you feel, prayer is the only way. Everybody, prayer is the only way. But to study, <laughs> or maybe when you go through outreach and the outreach not come back, you just be here refusing discouragement. Refusing discouragement. <laughs> refusing discouragement. Prayer is the only word. Or unity. Or maybe when we talk about something in the church, say, unity, unity. Just so that we can be united. <laughs> I know what you are doing. Oh, I, I, I feel your pain. Don't worry. Supernatural life, girl. Um, uh, uh, but those things that will catch your fancy. Supplication. Ah, that disciple. Ah. Territorial church. Nobody has heard that one in a while. They say, Woo! What with nations? Disciple first. Disciple first. Uh, 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 but, Samson's aspiration is Clapping and dancing. Ooh. Praise and worship. What can I with that one? There's a lot of series there. Ooh. When our certification came out, everybody, our certification, our certification, everybody was, I think the message, everybody had forgotten what was there, so everybody wanted to hear, what is our certification, what is our certification, eh, uh, which other one was there again, which other one is there, uh, 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 so that's the reason we done again, forgiveness, that was the last time you heard that one, the pandemic, uh, but this day, stability in prayer track one. Ah, ah. It's not even on the Google, it's only on Google Drive. It's not, it's not stability in prayer track three. Ah, ah. Where did you get it? Just before the workers retreat, I just kept saying flowing in the spirit. Where did it flow? I kept, I went to look at the Google Drive. Where is flowing in the spirit with Christian? So you went to hack the whole Google Drive. But God, oh God, this is of the New Testament again. Huh? Except you want to use it to teach disciples. So you know, Saved. Justified. You know you should read it for yourself. Saved. Justified. Forgiven. <laughs> That's all you just use to teach. Uh, when it comes to uh, these days now, what is training? What is prayer? What is prayer? What is prayer? What is prayer? Stability in prayer. What is that is what is training? Supplication in prayer. Uh, good or bad soldier. Uh, uh, other trusts are revelation gifts. Uh, dominion. 
I take my ah, I want to use my authority. And the and somewhere in your mind is how you want to use your authority over your boss or over what disciple. It's not <laughs> it's not really about the devil in your mind though. It's not like the devil is wrong, it is how you want to hear the message to mean something that I did not say. I take my I take my authority over the devil. I, I take my authority over the I take my authority over the over the uh, over the uh, principality of power in my world. I seize their peace. I take their own. I take their place. They play rich kid. <laughs> you know, I, I know. I, I, I see your reports. I see. I checked the algorithm. I've not just checked it today, but I checked it last night before I slept. I still checked it around three a.m. For I was still on it for around four. I still check it. Ah, what's going on here? The most listed to try here and be you. It's not as if you have sickness in your body. There's no sickness in your body. <laughs> No, the message is not. Don't get me wrong. The message is not for when they sickness your body. You have to, you have to constantly feed your God. So are you getting what I'm saying? But ah, you just said it on Tuesday. The message, if that is how Kaza or God, in fact, based on Christianity, there's some track that is still zero. There's some based on Christianity. Who? The only reason you use based on Christianity is when you want to teach. And you already have the note of your book. You don't go through it again. Uh, reality of God's word. Reality of new creation. You are a new creation. And you already have pamphlet to help you. Uh, reality of new creation. Reality of... So nobody... I've not seen anyone that say based on Christianity. That's the... It's, it's, it's Uganda that is doing based on Christianity. Now, that's, when, that's what they are doing in Uganda. Based on Christianity. <laughs> I wonder when they will finish that series in Uganda. Based on Christianity. Sir, based on Christianity. Ah. Based on Christianity. Ah. What did you say? Based on Christianity. What did you say? Based on Christianity. <laughs> but none of you, nobody has opened based on Christianity. And it's on P to post spotlight though. Speed to post light. We put it there deliberately. P to spotlight. But yeah, me. Yeah, me. As soon as one message come out like grim. That's the next one everybody will run into. You forgo your pastor. Pass- no, don't you guys, don't you even have deliberate study? Can't you just do it there and say, how oh, this week, something's as rich as or Christian worship. I just want to feed on it again. So I say, ah, when there's this, you just be yelling and I'll be laughing. Say, pastor, say they eat share. Some people, the reason why they go to a basic is because of the joke. Maybe I will reduce my joke. I'll just be teaching God's word. So the reason they go to this, ah, pastor, joking. This one, this one will make me happy. So they will go listen to this one. So they will laugh. They will be laughing on serious element. They will need to listen to God's word. I'll grow. So they say, Mish. Say, hmm, pastor, joke to this one. Say, pastor, use what 30 minutes to share a story. I think I'm going to work on it. So this day, hallelujah, praise God. So, both and prophet, hallelujah. Well, that, that's how we'll be sharing God's word now. Just from Genesis to Revelation. I, I remember when I was younger, I used to joke in message. I'm, I'm backslidden. Uh, how do you want to joke when your teacher is at 59? The lost hand is not short that he's see your iniquities. How do you want to joke when you're telling this people about their iniquities? So, your iniquities are separated from God. You can't joke. <laughs> you can't joke. Your iniquities are separated from God. The Lord said, ah, Berger, you because you want them to cry. So you can't be joking. How do you want to how do you want to cry and laugh after? 
And when we were in secondary school, they terrorized us with a lot of mercy. Brethren, your iniquities. And we are all in the boarding school. How do how is there not going to be iniquities? Senior will flog junior, is that not an iniquity? You will collect junior provision by uh, uh, by crook. Give me a provision. Don't you have sugar? Senior, why are you collecting my junior? I will slap you down. Don't give me a sugar. That's an iniquity. <laughs> but it's forgiving in Christ. So uh you shall study. Study God's word. Uh, Bible notice. Some of you, I think there's I think there's something I said in Bible notice series then track series two track two. That one too was trending at some point. Everyone was going to track two track two track. Ah, what did I say? If I got here thinking, what did I say there that everybody's track two track two? If you you will not see the entire of track one, you will track two. <laughs> there must have been something I said there that is taking everybody there. But the Lord will expose you people. Okay. Ah, and this was recorded though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Moses and the prophet. Let's look at Moses and the prophet. And um, gradually we'll enter quite some things. So Moses and the prophet serve as a common denominator from Genesis to Malachi that we earlier established how the writers of the Old Testament wrote primarily from the book of Genesis. And I told you, if you want to really understand the scripture, see, see, let, hear me. See, let me tell you. If you want to really understand the scriptures, understand the first five books, or that's we're just interpreting them. Every other writer was writing from there. They were, as I said, they were writing it to the award from there, explaining it more in context. So in essence, the writings of Moses are found across the books of Joshua to Malachi. The writings of Moses were found from Joshua to Malachi. Joshua to Malachi. So, also notice that even though the books of Song of Solomon and Esther makes, they did not make any single mention of God. When you read the book of Songs of Solomon, when you read the book of Esther, you will not find anything about, um, you will not find any single mention about God because the common themes were such like, the common themes in those books were dominators and languages like, Promise, a nation, um, people, the tastership, deliverance or hazard, escape from tyranny were in fad in those books. Songs of Solomon and Esther, they were in fad. So, thus referring to the books and the way that, they were obviously referring to the book of Exodus. When you start seeing uh, people leave a place to another place, the nation of people gathering together, that's an Exodus narrative. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you see people, group of people gathered together, uh, the nation is this, that's Exodus. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's an Exodus narrative. Okay, an escape from exile, deliverance from something, uh, uh, promised nation. Just do that, that's an Exodus narrative. Are you getting what I'm saying? So this shows us a pattern in Moses and all the prophets that a major unifier in the two words, that is, when we say two words now, let me, let me, let me ask you, what's the two words? Old Testament and New Testament. So the two words, Old Testament and New Testament, um, <clears throat> error. So there, the, the, so there is therefore the grammar of the law, that is, the law and the prophets, which must be well understood to aid interpretation and the truth that is brought into the word of the reader. Look, look at something in Esther. You know one thing about Bible, you notice we cover through the scripture. Now you want to learn Esther now. On the teacher, but I remember he, uh, he was 
your friend at home, one of the first time I met her, uh, she was like, let's do the book of Esther. Esther. Let's do the book of Esther. I was like, okay, oh yeah, let's study. <laughs> In fact, it was that study that year. That was almost five years ago now. That opened my mind to this study. I don't know why women like the book of Esther. Maybe because there's a queen beauty pageant there and they are looking for the boas. Every boas in your Goliath, every boas, in, every root of the boas. <laughs> Say, Lord will give you your boas today. Lord will give you your boas. <laughs> Say, I receive it. Say, you receive it. Yeah, I receive it. Esther 4. So, like I said, um, there is that grammar of the law, that is, there's that grammar of Moses. There's that grammar of, and the prophets that must be well understood to aid our understanding of uh, to aid our understanding of interpretations and the truth of the gospel to be brought in clarity to us. Look at Esther 4, verse 13. It says, Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. In verse 14, that says, For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place, and thou shalt be thy father's house, which shall be destroyed. And who knowest whether thou shalt come to this kingdom for such a time as this? You know, someone say, As such a time as this. Such a time as this. So Esther was a Jewish slave. Esther, a Jewish slave, obtains kindness from King Asteros. Uh, I remember when, we, when I was much younger, we used to read this book. And they, used to, they thought of this, this book. I remember if you did CRK when you were in secondary school, in elementary school. Uh, CRK used to be... So when I was in secondary school, uh, especially when I got to the um, high school, um, CRK course, uh, Christian Religious Knowledge, became one, one course that all of us, in, we're like five boys. I mean... Me, hello, Afolavi, uh, Akeju, uh, Akeju, uh, we are about five or serious boys, three or serious boys. So, every time we just look at each other, why are you not in science class? Uh, where did you go? Why are you not in science class? Why you not in science class? We're like, ah, <laughs> this is our choice of life. So which we, we wore our dignity of our seriousness with, with pride. So so we used to so let me tell you something. We used to take it we were competitive in our mind, but in the physical, we're like, mm, I don't care. I mean, you can score whatever you want to score. It's a lie. In our minds, we're very competitive. Very, very competitive. So if a teacher asks us a question, grim. I, sir, I know the answer. We so will I be explaining? So why is why I says it? As I'm teaching this, it's giving me a deja vu of when I had to explain this book of Esther in class. In fact, that was a child. It was it was it was in that class the child gave me a book because of my curiosity on the Muslim world, and she too was quite knowledgeable. I've forgotten the woman's name. Was she was very slender. She she had this book. Who is this Allah? That was how I read the book, and I was like, ah. That's how I saw the mystery of the seven virgins they are waiting for, the history of this Dear Ramadan fasting, all of those things. Who is this Allah? So I read the book and that opened my mind up. She told me that, she warned me, don't let this one disturb you. This one, said, oh, don't worry, we are bound to believe the gospel. Even when we were young, then, don't worry, don't worry. So we, I read that book and that, 
that helped my mind to oh so that gave me the foreknowledge of okay the muslim world a bit like hmm okay i see i see where these guys are coming from so as i'm teaching this i don't mind me i just had that deja vu of me explaining a start to the woman because the woman kind of liked the book i don't know why maybe she was looking for a husband then but she eventually married <laughs> she eventually, she, did she marry or she married after we adopted? She married in school. I'm not sure. That's why she was just talking about Esther, Esther, Esther. <laughs> oh, I, I just knew it. Oh, okay. So, uh, Esther was a Jewish slave who obtained kindness from King Asherus and was, and was made queen during Asherus' reign. Mordecai therefore sends words to Esther in the palace when a decree uh, was sent for to destroy the Jews. And don't forget, Esther is a Jew too. So, and a decree was sent for that they want to ah destroy the Jew. So he brought that. To, so, but the kind of brother to remember is that see you are not on this throne by your right and privilege. You are not on this throne by your right. Oh, it's a privilege that you got to this throne. So, but the kind of brother to remember that, ah <laughs> to remember that the privilege you enjoy as a queen was for a purpose to deliver them from that problem. Are you seeing it? So, in verse fourteen. He says, look at what she now said in verse 14. That's why that expression of, who knows whether that had come to this kingdom for such a time as this. Are you seeing what Mordecai said? He says, see, that means the reason why you are a queen is, ha, who knows if it is for such a time as this, such that when you want to destroy all the Jews, you will be the one to help us. Because you are a Jewish slave and you eventually became a, a king. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing now, now? Your mind now is going to be thinking of the scriptures now because these stories can look familiar already in the scripture. Now, watch, look at some. You know, say, and this is, and in the Hebrews, let me let me explain what that. Look at that word in that place it's in verse fourteen. That who knows whether that come into the kingdom for such a time as this? In the Hebrew, because you know, I told you the, when we are reading the Old Testament book, the thirty nine books, it's. The, it's written in Hebrew. In the Hebrew, you it's it's say, it's written as you know it says you know that you are in the kingdom for such a time as this. That's what it means. It says you know that you are in the kingdom for such a time as this. So he invariably made Esther know how that if she failed to make good use of her status, ha, God will raise her up through another person. That's what she was saying. That's what Mordecai was saying. See, if, guy, it's like, if you mess up, if you fail to know why you are in this throne, God will raise another helper. So, look at in Esther 4, verse 16. In Esther 4, verse 16, look at what she now says. She said, Go gather that together all the Jews that are present in Shusam, fast ye for me, neither eat nor drink three days, night or day, I also and my maidens will fast likewise. So I will go into the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I what? Now look at something she does. She did. You know, now, this is aside by Boeminotics now. But do you notice that? She's the queen. She didn't just say, I will just talk to the king like that. She still fasted. So you see that it's not by power, not by might. Right? Uh, just just something aside for you to note. Alright. So now, Esther was to go before the king on behalf of the people out of due time. And she said, I will go before him. If I perish, I perish. And she went in and made a strong request on behalf of the Jews. 
Now, so if you, if you want to get this narrative where now, all of this refers to um, so all of this refers to all this refers to the book of Exodus. Now, now think, how does this refer to the book of Exodus? Somebody tell me. Moses and Pharaoh. Are you seeing it? So are you seeing now? So that shows that this shows you a pattern of writings of Moses and all the prophets. That so there's a major unifier in the two words, the Old Testament and the New Testament era, such that there is therefore the grammar of the law. All the prophets must be well understood to aid the interpretation. So that means you can read the Exodus narrative now in the book of Esther. You can read the Exodus narrative almost all through the scripture. Even in the New Testament, you read the Exodus narrative. Are you getting what I Even in Corinth, see, when we start studying Corinth, I, I think we're going to do matters in Corinth very soon. When we start studying Corinth, we'll see the Exodus narrative again. We'll see the, even when we, because look at Corinth. Uh, when we study some, some of the letters of the church in the epistle, we'll see the, we'll see the Exodus background again in those letters. So, so there is a major unifier in the two words, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And therefore, the grammar of the law of the Old Testament, which must be well understood to aid the interpretation of the truth therein brought into the word of the reader. So it's pertinent for us to note, therefore, that the conventional language spoken today was not spoken in Genesis. That is, or was not even originally written. In Genesis, that is why the preacher of God's word is teaching. Uh, when the preacher or teacher of God's word is teaching, he is to akin to interpretation. He is therefore to interpret rightly or wrongly. So, see, let me tell you why it seems like we have a lot of diversity in the body of Christ is because of interpretation of scripture. Some people believe uh, holy communion. Some people believe water baptism. Some people believe feet washing. Some people believe. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and the person said, "Ah." Do people still do feet wash? I say they play. People do feet wash. I say people uh, believe that if you sprinkle something, people believe that you have to burn incense on the pulpit. So we believe that pulpit is a, you know a lot of strange mystical beliefs like that, and that's because of a reason of wrong and right interpretations of scriptures. So in reading the Old Testament writings, the first language that is to be studied is the language of faith and unbelief. When you are reading the Old Testament um, writings, the first language in the study is the language of faith and language of unbelief. You have to first trace those languages. That's why if you notice what we did in Genesis, we said, if you obey my voice, right? What we did in Ledger Be Light series, we said, if you obey my voice, uh, we trace faith, right? We trace unbelief, right? I mean, if you remember. We trace that in because that's the first language. So the, the language of the Savior, Christology, then primarily points to salvation and ultimately the language of Moses and all the prophets in the word of the reader today. So now let's examine something. We, we, we very soon we want to look at heaven and but before we go there, let's examine Moses' narratives. Um, Moses' narratives in the Old Testament and the first set of books, the first set of uh the first set of books in the Bible, and that's the first five books. That's Genesis to uh, 
Genesis to Malachi, Abi. Uh, I mean Genesis to Deuteronomy. Sorry. So most specifically, in explaining the context of the scriptures, there is need to pay close attention to Moses's narrative in the book of Genesis. You and I have to pay close attention to his narrative in in um, in uh, in the book of Genesis. So when we say Genesis now, uh, uh so when we say Genesis, we were saying in the Hebrew is from the word Bereshit. 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 B. Uh, I think I missed the. B. E. How he has H I T. Bereshit. Um. Bereshit, B-E-R-E-S-I-S-T. So, going by chronological order, the first book of the Bible, consisting of 50 chapters, is called Genesis. And you already know that one. Whereas, in the Hebrew tradition, in the Hebrew tradition, they see it as Bereshit. And that word means in the beginning. In the beginning. It means in the beginning, and thus it was taken from. Let me tell you how they. How, let me tell you. Look at me, everybody. Let me tell you how they how they name their books, especially how they name the book in the first five book. The first words in the beginning. Uh, that was now the that was the title. Then look at Exodus. Let me show you what they did. Um, let me let's just quickly look at this. Look at Exodus one. Let me show you how they numbered. Let me let me show you. I remember I learned this many years ago and I was wild. I was like, oh, okay. This is sweet. So it says, now these are the names of the children of Israel which come into the year. So when you read Exodus, the first thing that comes to your mind is uh, the chronological order and the generation of Israel, like Exodus now. And I will explain that Exodus thing for you. Ex Exodus or something like that. Don't worry. Look at the um, Genesis Exodus. Uh, what's the next one? Leviticus. All right, see, look at the first. Uh, it says, Now the Lord spoke to um, Moses and came into the Pabarical because he's saying, Speak to the children, and if any man bring an offering of the Lord. So you will have, when you first read the first word, you'll have understood, okay, this is what this book is going to talk about. Bring an offering of the Lord. Go to Deuteronomy. You see, Deuteronomy is second law. Uh, number, sorry. Numbers is like another Exodus, like another unbelieving narrative where they, they messed up again. The children of Israel kept messing up. Then it says, now the Lord spoke to the congregation on the first day and the first day and the second year. I say, take ye some of the congregation of Judah after their fathers at their house and number their names and the posts in their power. Are you seeing it? So you easily know that this is numbers. Go to Deuteronomy 1. Deuteronomy 1. Uh. It says, now these words which Moses spake up to Israel on the side of Jordan in the plain and between Paran. So you say the words of Moses, like it's like saying, okay, the decree of Moses. Are you seeing it? So well, we'll look at that much later. Don't, don't bother your head about that. So when we say Bereshit, so that's why, and thus, this was the, those words were taken for the opening were Bereshit, Bara, Elohim, Et, Amashia, uh, let me let me write it for you. B E 
R E S H I T Bara. So we are writing in Hebrew now. Bara Hello Kim at Mash. Amashayim Vit Why is this necessary? Ah, I study Bible now. So look at it. This is it. I, I just wrote it there. Barashit Bara Barashit Bara Helokim Het Amashi Vet Whatever this is. H A A Har He T Z. So that's because of those that are listening online. Let me let me just let me just spell it. B E R E S H I T B R A R B A R A E L O K M I E T M H A S H A M A Y H N V E hyphen E T H A A R E T Z. So in the English phrase, it means in the beginning. So this this is the Hebrew now. It means in the beginning, Barashit, Bara created heaven and earth. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. So that's that's what it means. In the beginning, God created. So in instance, um, so for instance, in com in compliance with chorological that the the book of Genesis is very is the very beginning of the script study of the Bible. When you want to understand the scriptures, I remember I used to tell you many years ago, some of you that knew me years ago, I used to tell you, if you want to understand the Bible, go to Romans, go to Jude, read from Romans to Jude, no job. If you want to understand the Bible, go to Genesis, start from the beginning. So the study of the study of the Bible start from the very beginning of the scripture. So the documentation of the books such as Psalm, Ephesians, Psalm, Isaiah, Ephesians, Colossians, Matthew, Revelations, among other books, were largely referenced from Genesis. That's why if you listen to Talk Beyond the Day of Pentecost, I said um, Genesis is the germ form, right? And um, was, I, I explained to you that if it has to start from the germ form. So this is because the trust of Genesis is the logos of all the books of the Bible. Trust of Genesis is the logos of the other books of the Bible. So Moses' teaching ministry from Exodus to Deuteronomy will have his background in Genesis. So that means if you have not read Genesis, you will not understand what Moses is trying to say in Exodus to Deuteronomy because you will not even understand where Joseph came from. You will understand the children of Israel. You will understand Abraham. You will understand what the promise is all about. You will understand the covenant. I think we've, we've done that study, right? Uh, in these previous sessions. And uh, uh, so you will understand the style of his writing. So in instance, in documenting the Old Testament book, in documenting the Old Testament book, uh, uh, Moses adopted the use of images as his predominant literary device. Moses was using imageries a lot as in his communication. So the use of imagery is unique model in the Hebrew language. The use of imagery is, is, is very unique. So for instance, Moses relied heavily on imageries in his narrative, most especially in the book of Genesis, in making analogies. And so you see a lot of imageries used 
um, and recall that imageries are pictorial communication because why, why, why am I even explaining images for you? Because most of you in this church, many of you are science, 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 nurse, 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 then go for indie, then go uh, nurse, and doctor, doctor, um, IT, uh, 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 warehouse, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, whatever. Thank God that uh, uh, thank God for me. <laughs> I did not follow that direction. Now all of us will have problems. Who would have thought who what imageries mean? <laughs> we were, we were like wow, imageries. Wow. It just means mirror. Like we'll just be looking at the mirror. No. <laughs> imageries are pictorial mode of communication. It's like saying, I want to use a meme to communicate to you. Uh, uh, this this meme I like one dog just dancing all around like shake his head. Uh, anybody, so anybody that do anything for us, I'll just shake my head. I I don't like I don't believe I don't like using memes to communicate. I just feel like it's it's not. I just see it as a way of maybe just catching crews. But some people they cannot see one world without a meme. Some people have even created the, so one person did a picture of me as a meme. So now I'm a meme. It was one of my pictures on Instagram where I just did like So the person did it for me. So 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 in fact that's how I'm going to be communicating with you soon. Uh, so if you just did it, I'll just send you the meme. Like, hmm, I pity you. <laughs> that's going to be the meaning for me. Like, hmm. What, what, what was that? Some people cannot You see some people, I don't even used to respond. So somebody now noticed, one of my friends now noticed that. Why is that anything I send me, you don't respond? I say because it doesn't make sense. I don't understand. I'm that old school. I'm not J I'm not Jay-Z. I'm that old school on on memes, using meme to communicate. Nah. I don't like it. You can you can do it. I'm just that old school, man. Because anytime people talk like this, I always say, um, Pastor said we should not use me. I did not say it. It's your own way of conversation. Me, my own way of conversation. I'll type in full. How was you? <laughs> no, you, or not H R U, or or SUP, S U P. No, not S U X U P. SUP <laughs> to good days. I you know I was I was looking at I was looking at some of my chats on twenty nine twelve on Facebook. That's not eleven thousand and twelve Facebook. Uh, I told somebody how is life A O A A O I Z Y L Y F. Ha! So you know the the problem is I did I know the person is my secondary school friend. She just she she said she was just going through her. She said she was just going through randomly on Facebook. So she now she just sent an emoji of laughter. Uh, I just said, ah, Alpha, long time now. Why are you laughing? He said, I just read through our conversations when we were in secondary school or this. And I read it. I said, J, 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 J. I, I felt like is there a way to delete for both parties? <laughs> because <laughs> what the hell is this? But I mean, that's life. I mean, we grow. So imagery is right. Um, it's a pictorial mode of communication that draw. Um, similarities from different representations which convey to which which the intent is to convey a message to the audience or reader so as i said moses used a lot of imageries to communicate uh to his audience so that's why you see in genesis 1 verse 1 um you say in the beginning 
Now, let's look at that word. Now, uh, we're going into a deep study. So, if you have been sleeping before, sleep now. <laughs> we're going into a, a proper study. I, I, want to, I want to put what I taught you in Genesis uh, 1 in perspective uh, properly. In that, um, let there be light properly. So, now, so when it says in Genesis 1 verse 1, let's go there. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth, and the spirit of, and the air was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God move upon the face of the waters. In Genesis 1 1, it says, In the beginning, that word in the beginning implied a dateless past. A dateless past. So when it says in the beginning, a dateless past, that is timeless period. A dateless past or a timeless period. Dateless time. Timeless period. So this, now, this information is relevant because Moses' narrative was to present the fact that the world began with time. Now, see, look at me. Hear me. You're going to meet people who are going to ask you, hey, so this is that. Moses started the scripture to let us see that the world began with time. Are you seeing it now? Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? So when, so when, when, when it says in the beginning, God created an heaven and heaven. So can we say we can count the days? Are you seeing that? Okay. When it say God created, there's a time to that. But in the beginning, that's like a dateless past. Are you seeing it, guys? Are you seeing it? So it implies that to present to her that the world began with time. So when he, so that's why he says heaven and earth. Now look at the phrase heaven and earth. God created heaven and earth. Now notice the allusion that, that was made by Moses here on the creation of heaven and earth from the beginning. He says, now look at other references. Look at verse 6, Genesis 1 verse 6. It says, God said, let there be firmament in the midst of the waters and let's divide the waters from the waters. These are things we will still study. Let's divide the waters from the water. So what is the waters that is dividing from the waters? Uh, you know, I laugh at myself because I remember I've, I've explained these things wrongly before. And I was like, and now I know I know the right thing now. Now looking at it like, ha, shy. Golly, God will forgive us. All right, look at the verse 7. It says, God divided the firmament and divided the waters and were under the firmament from the waters. And I says, which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning was the second day. In verse 9, it says, And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And now it says, And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters on the sea, and God saw that it was good. So now, what then was Moses referring to when he was pointing to these terms? If you look at in verse 6 to 10, now let's explain this. If you look at from verse 6 to 10, I want you to follow me carefully. Please and please and please follow me carefully. If we probably would do this section, we'll do another section and would I don't want you to miss this section. Well, all right. So now, what, what was Moses referring to when in this from, from this Genesis 1 verse 6 to 10? Moses recounts the creation of the atmospheric heaven and earth. By doing so, he was referring to the firmament dividing the waters. Why heaven heaven wise the thumb, the dry land, and the earth. Now look at something. Of what most of what most important is to require what it meant when it says God created the heaven and the earth. Don't forget in verse uh in verse 9, it says, let the waters gather under heaven. 
And in verse 1, Genesis 1 verse 1, it says, God created heaven and earth. So now, was Moses, what was Moses describing? So Moses was, so now there's something you must know. Moses was not possibly referring to atmospheric location termed heaven and earth in verse 1. Hence, he was pointing the attention of the reader to spiritual realities. So, God created the heaven and earth. So, that statement in Genesis 1 verse 1, when it says God created the heaven and earth, it was not referring to an atmospheric heaven. It was not referring to, when I say atmospheric heaven, I mean something physical. Are you getting what I'm saying? It wasn't referring to a physical place. So, he was pointing the attention to spiritual realities. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because remember, I already told us that it's a dateless past, right? Okay. So, now, now let's look at where the word heaven was referenced by Moses. Look at Genesis 28, verse 12. Let's look at the word heaven and earth I was used in, in Genesis 28, verse 12. So you can fully understand heaven and everywhere. When we start looking at the supernatural world contest in our studies, as we progress in years to come, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Look at Genesis 28 verse 12. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and top reached to where? To the heaven, right? Now, you read, look at the verse 14. It says, And thy seed that shall be at the dust of the earth, that shall spread across the south of the uh the, the west, the east, and to the north and the south, and this and that sea shall be the family of the head be blessed. So uh you also see in verse uh, I'm trying because of my time. You also see in verse 7, where is verse 17? You know, there's a teaching I, I did three years ago that I have not thought that I have my note on it. Um I probably will teach it when we're preparing for a glory meeting this year. Uh, um, hours of encounters. I still have my note on it. I was still looking at it a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Ah, I think I wanted to teach you in for um, twenty twenty one um, conference, but um, the Lord had other plans." <laughs> All right, look at the tweets. Look at the because I'm looking at this scripture, and I'm like, "Okay." Okay, this is the, that scripture. All right, so look at the verse 17. Um, I'm just trying to pick it so that we can just... Uh, what look at the verse 17, it says, And he was afraid, and he dreadfully this way. I said, this is none, but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Now, now look at some Bino. Moses described Jacob's encounter as the house of God. Thereby introducing the spiritual nature of... So when he says the house of God, could that have been a physical thing? No, right? So that was explaining Jacob's experience as supernatural. Uh, it's the spiritual nature of um, Jacob's experience. So Moses' heaven refer to where, God's dwell, where God dwells. So how Moses de describe heaven is where God dwells. Now let's look at some, some text. Exodus 20 verse 8. Exodus 20 verse 8. He says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Exodus uh, 20, verse 8. So remember the to keep it holy. And now says, uh, I'm trying to just speak it. Look at it. Let's look at verse 26, just, just 22 quickly. 
just um because of my time. So but you can read from Exodus 20 from verse 8 to uh let's see verse 11. For in these days the Lord has made heaven and earth. That is Exodus 20 11. The Lord has made heaven and earth, and the sea and all that is in them, and we rested on the Sabbath day, and the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Look at verse 22. It says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, Ye have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. So now, while speaking to the children of Israel concerning the Sabbath, Moses described heaven. Heaven now will mean what? An unseen reality, right? As the place where God spoke from. Look at Deuteronomy 4 verse 36. Deuteronomy 4 verse 36. And the way I teach, right? Showing you scriptures upon scripture, I believe a good student of this church should be able to teach that way. Right? Yes, Walking people through scripture upon scripture, um, line upon line, you know. Alright, look at the Deuteronomy 4 verse 36. It says, Out of heaven he made thee to hear his voice. That he might instruct thee upon the head, and he showed thee a great fire, that thou heareth thy word out of the midst of the fire. Say, out of heaven. Right? So that references um, heaven as the atmosphere. It was not that. So, heaven here now, in this context of Genesis 1 now, can you see that it cannot be the atmospheric heaven? Right? So, when it says God created the heaven and earth, it's not this atmospheric heaven. When I say atmospheric heaven, this sky. This firmament, are you getting what I'm saying? But when we read verse 6 downwards, where it says, and the Lord divided uh, uh, firmament and all of those things, that's talking about the atmospheric heavens. I used that heavens, heavens are two now. So now I can look up to the sky and say, that's heaven. Right? But there's also an unseen reality in heaven. So are you seeing the two descriptions of how Moses explained heaven and earth? Okay. So look at the Genesis, look, sorry, Genesis. look at the um, Exodus 26. Verse 15. Exodus 26 verse. Uh, Exodus, the Taunomi, sorry. The Taunomi 26 verse 15. The Taunomi 26 verse 15. The Taunomi 26 15. It says, Look down from thy holy habitation, from heaven, and bless thy people Israel. It says, Look down from heaven. So, so you have seen the way heaven was used, right? And so that shows that heaven is an unseen reality. And also there is an atmospheric location of heaven. But that Genesis 1 and all this context of the place I've shown you now, we've seen the fact that heaven is that unseen realm, right? Okay. Now let's look at where earth was used. Look at it. Let's go back to Genesis. Let's look at earth now. Because it says God created heaven and earth. We just seen heaven. Look at earth. Look at Genesis 1, 26. It says, and God said, let us create man in our own image. After our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the hair over the cattle and over all the heads. He used over all the heads. Uh, it now says, and uh, look at the verse 28. It says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. He used the word the earth. Uh, in verse 29, and God said, Behold, I have given you every herb, every sea, every and which is upon the face of the earth, and every tree. And uh, look at the verse 30, and every beast of the earth. Says every beast of the earth and every fowl of the air, everything that creeped upon the earth. It says he called he used that word earth there. So 
Now, note that in that account, Moses was recounting man's activity upon the earth. And so, now, in this Genesis 1 verse 26 now, to 20 or to verse 30, you see that Moses was just invariably telling us uh, that earth is the dwelling place for man, right? Now, look at, but look at something in Genesis 6. Look at something in Genesis 6 verse 1. Then it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them. Look at in, uh, just because of my, and look at verse 6. And he repented the Lord that he made man on the earth. Um, look at in, uh, that's in verse 7. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man, beast, creepy things, fowls of the earth. And he repented and I made them. So now, you see that Moses in these writings made reference to heaven earth as atmospheric and uh, atmospheric heaven and earth now as the atmospheric and physical earth. Now, likewise, he uses heaven and earth figuratively to connote the reunion between God and man. So both heaven and earth are together. However, Moses used distinctions to teach the plan and promise of God from the beginning which was to be fulfilled in the promised Savior. So that's why he now says, now, now notice what he now says in Genesis 1 verse 2. He now says, the earth was without form and void. Could I be talking about the physical earth? Could I be talking about the atmospheric earth? Where it says, the earth was without form and void. Genesis 1 verse 2. <laughs> I'm asking a question. Supernatural church. <laughs> Could I be talking about physical head or atmospheric head or, or seen it? Eh? Unseen, right? Okay. <laughs> you are looking tired. <laughs> <laughs> so when he says the head so when he refers the head as without form and void he says and the head was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep so when he says the earth was without form and void that word without form and void is tohu t-o-h-u-w t-o-h-u-w tohu so now we said before we get there we said that uh we, we, we said that heaven and earth now they refer to both the unseen and the both the seen and the unseen, right? Yes, sir. Right? Yes. And it's a connotation between God and man. And we said that there's a difference. There's the physical earth, uh, or let's say the let's use the word atmospheric earth, and the atmospheric heavens, and there's the unseen one, right? There's the unseen reality of it. So when it says God created the heaven and earth, now it could be physical. But we said that now look at something. When we say God, when we said um earth now as the atmosphere, remember how I explained it to you. We said Moses in his writing made reference to the term heaven and earth as the atmosphere and the physical earth. So that means we can see it as the atmosphere and the physical earth. And likewise, he uses heaven and earth figuratively to connote God and man. That is God in heaven, man in earth. Are you seeing it? And both heaven and earth are together 
and we will see the distinction to teach um, God's plan and his purpose. We are still looking at Bible and not Israel. How to explain the Bible? So now we said in Genesis 1 verse 2, it says, Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And it now says that the earth was without form and void. So that word without form, without form, is Thohu, T-O-H-U-W, Thohu. And it implies desolation, desolation, um, and was figuratively used for a worthless thing. It was figuratively used for a worthless thing. On the other hand, you see void, void, and it implies, it's from the Hebrew word, wabuhu, wabuhu. W A A B O H U. So altogether it will be Tuwabu. Uh, so and it implies emptiness. 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 Um or vacuity. Vascuity, like nothing is there. So it's in, so in being descriptive about what existed before creation, Moses was so. Are you so now? Are you? We are seeing the images that Moses used in his writing now. So he used without form and void, toabou, thou desolation, right? Uh, worthless, um, and he used emptiness, right? Vas, vascuity. So now, in 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 being descriptive about what existed before creation. Moses creates that image in our mind that to enable him to comprehend that tobo or toabo to mean nothing, nothing. So when you so in putting the toabo together, it just will mean nothing, nothing. So that is before God created, there was nothing. So we so that's what so that's why we say God created the earth from nothing. Before God created, there was nothing. So that means God created. That is, before God created, there was nothing. Mm. Okay, so how did Moses mention God's spirit? It says in Genesis 1 verse 2, it says, uh, Genesis 1 verse 2, let's see if we can, let's see if we can look at this then. Um, in our next session, we'll look at Moses' educational background. I think that was very pivotal to our study. Do you want to look at that? Next session, we'll just look at Moses' educational background and how was he able to document where did he find it from? Alpha, Allah, <laughs> where did you know what this go <laughs> Okay, so um, Genesis 1 verse 2, it says, And the earth was that form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Then it says, so that, that word spirit of God there, it's from the word Ruach Elohim. Um, Ruach Elohim as the Spirit of God. How are you? How are you? How are you? You. A-C-H-E-L-O-M-I-Y-M. Ruach Elohim. Spirit of God, you see that in Genesis 3 1, where it says, And serpent was made subtle than any beast 
uh, on the field and look at Genesis 3 1. Since now, something was most up to the any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, and he said unto the woman, Yea, as God said, that ye not ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. So whilst examining non-literal use of languages, uh, recall says Sabbath said the one, you shall not surely die. So you are seeing the you are seeing the images used also, that serpent also. The word serpent is is a choice of word. That was adopted by Moses, and that was happened is to employ the use of a figure of speech, also known as so Moses is still using figure of speech, uh, that imagery, that figure of speech imagery. And it in this instance it was referring to Satan when he says uh and serpent. So the first action of serpent or the first action of Satan was to come to a woman, and from the woman's conversation with Satan, we can see some salient facts. Now look at look at the physical far we can see. Look at in verse two. So that you, let, let me let me tell you how to study. Many at times you have to first look at me, everybody. Many at times when you are studying, let me tell you I I, I learned to study. You go to the first word the place was used, then you trace it out. Go and listen to um praise and worship. Uh yeah, praise and worship. The way we were able to embark on that series. I don't know if you notice, we took it from the very first way praise and worship was used. I don't know if you know that. Then we trace it down to how it was used throughout the entire Bible. Then we now agreed on what praise and worship means. I don't know if you noticed. So it's it's always help yourself. Now look at so now let, let's look at something. I'm not going to answer it in this series, but I'm just going to get your mind thinking. Let's see the look at the first actions of of the devil that was introduced to us, or the verse of Satan that was introduced to us. Look at in verse two. Since the woman said unto the serpent, now look look at the conversation very well. We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the midst of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Look, look at what he is saying. Look at it in verse 5. For God, for God doth know that in the day ye shall eat it, your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. This statement is. We're going to use this statement in the future. Don't worry, not now. In verse 6, it says, Then the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Ah, ah. How? How did she suddenly see it? And it was pleasant to the eyes. And the tree was desired to make one wise. And she took the fruit thereof and did it and gave her husband with her. You know, so we used to say, <laughs> he, read to, he went to a farm and now came back. Adam was dear. <laughs> I what I was saying. I, I remember I was engaging. Uh, 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 let me mention the denomination because somebody listened to me. I said, "A call to fight." You're just giving every church bass boots. I said, "Ah." I said, "So I'll think I want to be, I want to be careful now." <laughs> said this. He said this church even collect. This church collect. I said, "Ah." I said, that's not what I. That's not my intention in the message. Look at great my my intention was wrong. So now, I was having a conversation with one man one day, some years ago. The man was teaching me. I allowed him teach me because he was doing follow up on me. Um, let me just tell you. Is let me tell you something about deeper life church. Deeper life, <laughs> deeper life have a strong follow up culture. They have a strong evangelism and follow-up culture. That no, even if you leave the church, 
they will still follow up on you and say, are you still serving the Lord, brother? Brother, are you sure you are still in the faith? Stay in the faith. Stay in the grace of God on your life. Sure, you are standing and being rooted, firmly planted in God's word. I'm not, I'm not joking with you. They have that strong follow. So this brother was, this was a couple of, about seven years ago. This brother was following up on me. I was just looking at him. <laughs> I mean that I'm, 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 I'm trying to boost or proud or something. I was, I was, I was already a preacher now. I was already diminished. I was already understood the gospel. So I was just looking at him. So this way he says, see, hmm. Look at what the server announced to the I said, hold on. And I took him back. So I think he was showing me somewhere in in First Corinthians where it says the serpent beguy Eve or something. So I said, hold on. And I took him here. And I said, Hadan was with her. He was destabilized. <laughs> I had to pity him and I walk him back. I'm not joking. He looked at it and looked at it. He said, Well. Well, yeah, it's because I feel like the entire thing he wanted to explain to me was shattered by me saying <laughs> Adam was with her. So he said, well, he kept looking at it. He read it like three times. Like, and he gave the husband with her and he did it. So, and he gave the husband with her and he did it. He gave the husband. <laughs> he said, well. <laughs> I was like, and, so me, I was feeling like, oh yeah, bring it on. <laughs> but I, was, I just had to let him be like, don't let, I don't want to be like that rude brother that, um, or that arrogant brother of uh, you're teaching you, you're, you're forming. Because I've already gone and formed in the church already. I remember there was something that people will never forget that story. We, we learned something about Zacchaeus, how Zacchaeus was shot. And it was a, it was a wrong theology. Then they asked me a question in the church. I said, So they said, Can you give us? The woman did not teach, and deeper life then. Deeper life believe in um, exegesis, staying in context. Though sometimes their context be, be not always, but they still understand that little principle of staying in context. Me, <laughs> as far man of God, and I don't know much then. I know few. I know it's like saying you know it's like saying you know parchments of everything. So that was how I've learned. One strange mystery of how people are shot. That sinners are shot people. And <laughs> I'm not joking. That demons are even shot. Sinners are shot. All of those things. And I say, that's why. So the said, look at the mystery. They said, that's why Zacchaeus had to climb on a tree to see Jesus. Because you have to grow tall to see Jesus. And you have to be on the tree. Just like the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. To, to, to reach up to the height of Jesus. So when Jesus now said, Zacchaeus, come down. So he now said, for all have sinned and call short. He says, short of the glory of God. So if you have sinned, you have fall short. So they now asked me. They now asked me the question. So they were teaching about something about Zacchaeus or something. I said, I, I am a. And they said, so for all have sinned and fall short. He was like, ah. <laughs> People was in that service that day. And the one just say, ha. I don't think this is what we said, though. Do you look at this? What type of mystery is this guy learning? So, I've already done all of those things in the church. So, all my mysteries and everything. So, that brother had to pity him. Because they've already, they said, the reason why they are even following up on me is, this brother needs help. This brother, you need help. 
So that's why the brother, so I just destabilized him. So I'm sure the brother is ready. I knew it, this guy. And so I just, <laughs> so I had to beat him. I just quickly walk him back like, oh, so you know that he was with him. So, but, you know, and I quickly talk him back into what he was saying. So he got his balance back. So, <laughs> uh, I've done so many things for people. All this doctrine thing. I've abused, I've insulted, I've, hmm, God has saved us. Now I'm just on SoundCloud, just talking. I don't even, I don't look for anybody trouble again. I don't, I don't fight. I, the only thing where I fight now is fight demons. Uh, on my knees, I don't, I don't. Before, you'll have seen my WhatsApp status. I've done like 20 posts. Read, long read, just follow through. Why did they, I remember when I did a, a post on my WhatsApp, Many years ago, on when WhatsApp status just came, and I did a post on why should women not wear trousers, almost like 20 slides. Full read on the town of me. So you must be mad to think that <laughs> I will put insults there respectfully. So you must be mad, sir, and ma, to think that. <laughs> so there was something that there was something that was changing the body of Christ one time. When you say something, you put, we love. <laughs> just just so that you will not insult you say with love with love see that's how Paul wrote that say, with love with love so you write something you say I come in peace with love brethren or seller it does a seller everybody was just like our sound right seller uh, why did God not kill people when why did God not kill you in the pandemic if you want to kill you as a seller what happened so that this is a seller? Then, if you write a long post, you like you, after you have insulted their life inside the post, I say, with sa sa I think you must be mad to think, or you must be crazy, and you must be you must be really stupid and daft. It's only an idiot that thinks that the scripture will mean this and something. After you're not feeling that put we love. <laughs> we love. Oh, I wish. Only favor knew me in those days. Only favor knew me in those days. Uh, ah, there was nobody we did not come upon. I will come upon. See, we come upon. I come upon in our uncle. Oh, <laughs> it was now when I was teaching her the gospel. She now went to ask the uncle if what I was saying is true. The uncle said, Who taught you? Say, I obey. Ah, run away. <laughs> so, all the labor I labor <laughs> went into thin air. I didn't know that life was short. I had to start apologizing. No, no, said no. I cannot believe what you are teaching. No, I cannot believe. <laughs> ah, there was nobody we, 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 we love. Oh, Ireo. <laughs> There's nobody we. Ah, you're a pastor. You're a preacher. You're a born again. You're a Muslim. You're. We come up, and I think. Somehow, somehow, I don't blame myself for it. Because that thing, that experience helps me to know how to answer people today. I will not be looking at you like this. I will let you finish what you want to say. Then I will start from your, from your ignorance. I will just pick my words from your ignorance. I say, so how does this connect what you just said? That's all. So what you just said now, how does it connect? And no. Listen to yourself again. Say it again. 
I know, and, and I am. You just, you just have to be very intelligent in talking to people because we've we've engaged in a lot of Bible debates, internal security, internal salvation. There is no text you want to use in internal that there is no text you want to use to fault internal salvation. That me and my friends can all answer you on uh, Hebrews two, uh, um, the the. Uh, Walk out to salvation with fear and trembling. The next, the next verse. We don't even start. We don't even start explaining. the next verse. If I'm going to teach a series someday, uh, very soon, walk out your salvation, walking out your salvation. It's going to be a series. So that at least that thing will be clear. We just say next verse. Go to the. We just say uh, okay. What of Hebrews that says this and that? We just say read the whole context. Read the entire chapter. Say, okay, what do they read the book? Okay, <laughs> We just know the answer to every question. Or it's only internal salvation. Because there was one time, 2017-2016, internal salvation, there was a doctrinal war online on Facebook, internal security. I think it was you I was showing the post I used to make then. Was it you? I was hashtag radical. Radical. My hashtag was radical. Just show them a post. Okay, this is this. Write a long post. <laughs> Why do you think you will lose your salvation? In fact, my mother will like it. I want to know what I was saying. <laughs> she doesn't understand what I was saying. She doesn't like. Everybody was not like it. It was, it was a good time. <laughs> so now, why is that necessary? Now, why, I said all of those things to show you what, the, what Satan was doing in this contest. The significance of this Genesis 3, verse 2 to 6, was that Satan tribes where the word is not understood. Satan tribes where the word is not understood. The woman was, suspect, was susceptible in this period, like she just fell trap of it. Because the words were not understood, boom, she just missed it. So we'll just so in the next session we'll look at uh, Moses' educational background, and we'll just we'll look at the interplay of the Old Testament writings and how he was able to come up with. We'll just look at some historical um, elements. We'll look at oral traditions. How was history written from generations before writings? Uh, we'll look at was Moses just documenting history? Also, was the Book of Moses? Uh, uh, not book of Moses. Was the first five books just about history? That will I just go there and just be reading history? Uh, we'll look at is it a figura or figurative reading of the scriptures and all of those things. All right. So are, are you blessed? You should be.